uh, we thought that uh, sometimes when people talk about a trillion rand, they think that this is just one thing. And so they forget about the fact that all of us are dependent on what happens to those million bags of a million rand. And today I thought I wasn't going to bore you with a lot of stuff because today we also released our report on the audits of local government which paint a picture largely of what was indicated in the animation. And our reality and what we experience as an audit office <clears throat> is that a lot of these things that we are speaking about here can be done. Because remember, all of us contribute to the revenue that has to pay for all of these services, whether they are social services or services that are geared towards improving the infrastructure for those that are economic players. So we thought today when we engage about the role of accounting professionals in general in our society, we will capture some of these issues so that we don't look at it cold as just a case of numbers. But we also have a vested interest because all of us live, among others, in municipalities. Whether it's a municipality you live in in, in Gauteng while we work here, or it's a municipality where our parents and other people live in. So this is a matter that all of us as accounting professionals, we thought we need to be exposed to. <clears throat> so that as we go through our journey every day, whether in the institution here or whether elsewhere in South African society, <clears throat> we, can <clears throat> we can continue to remain alive to the fact that some of these things, when they don't work, they threaten our own existence and they threaten our own future. And therefore, those people that are able to assist and as well as to come forward with solutions as to what it is that government and public sector institutions can do to improve the lot of South Africans, some of it is sitting here with wasted resources. Today, we reported on the audit outcomes for the year 2012-2013. And we looked at the total amount that we, we were reporting on for all of the 278 municipalities in the country together with 41 public entities which are attached to municipalities. The total spend for all of these municipalities in this one financial year, which is allocated directly from the appropriation of the Cooperative Governance Department, is a total amount of about 268 billion that was spent as expenditure as we track it across all the financial statements. About 62 of that is in respect of employment costs, including the remuneration of councillors. 166 of it is in respect of purchasing of goods and services. And the balance of 40 billion is in respect of capital expenditure. So you can already see that we've got a huge amount of money we're dealing with, but the pipes through which it's going through the municipalities are suggesting that the good work that ought to be done is not happening. Why I'm saying this? <clears throat> I'm saying this because only 30 out of the total of 319 municipalities have hit the audit conclusion that suggests that they've got credible systems to look after their finances. 30. That is what we call the clean audit. A combination of those three categories that we test, one of them being ability to produce financial statements, ability to introduce controls that protect the movement of funds during the year. The second category we also look at is 
whether these municipalities are able to report accurately on their activities based on the plans that they had introduced during that particular financial year. And the last component is whether they have complied with all the relevant laws and regulations that affect financial management. So we only test those three things, and we think that those three things that we test are the basic disciplines that you could expect from anybody who looks after your things. So it's nothing to suggest that this is a standard that comes from some other obscure place. These are basic things, I guess, that even I, as a holder of a bank account, from time to time I get interested to know who are the people who are coming to collect debit orders in my account. Otherwise, if I don't, there are many other people there who are co collecting unauthorized debit orders. It is that type of discipline that we are preaching in the area of local government. <clears throat> However, it's also worth noting that there's a significant number of these municipalities, in addition to the 30, close to about 134, I think, is the number, that have done well when it comes to reporting on financial numbers. But as they were getting to report accurately on their financial numbers, they ended up breaking all the other rules that are in place, which are supposed to make sure that good control is in place. And the one big area that is vulnerable when it comes to the deviation from controls is obviously supply chain management. So it's often easy for somebody to say we have an authorization to pay for a truck. Maybe they are wanting to buy this truck for waste removal services in the municipality. They disperse an amount of a million rents and they get a truck. But the manner in which they went about buying this truck, they probably went to a guy they know around in town. And that's the issue that we are lamenting. We are saying that that is not good enough because it's likely that you could end up paying much more than a million rands in other environments if you do not take into account that you need to engage in a competitive procurement environment. <clears throat> so there's a number of these institutions that have not observed these laws, and unfortunately a lot of them are in the area of supply chain management. You can imagine in local government in South Africa, local government is one of the institutions I know that has got very low barriers to entry. If you want employment, you live in a rural countryside where there's a municipality, you have an idea about having collected fees for a particular association or institution in your local environment, and then the people can, ask, can easily associate you in that environment with a chief financial officer. It is possible, it does happen. There are situations where you go in some, in, in, in some situations and you ask somebody for an asset register and you get a response that talks about an ACID register, you know, like ACID. <laughs> Not that they didn't hear you, they heard you, that you're asking for an asset register. But they can't comprehend this asset register you're talking about because what triggered a thought in their mind was an ACID register. Those kind of situations do happen. I'm not saying they are prevalent, but they do happen. What are they pointing to? <clears throat> they are pointing to the minimum level of competency to put somebody in a financial management position not being observed. And of course you're going to have an all manner of things when you've got a situation like that. Because here flows through this institution 45 million rands for argument's sake. And you've got a department in this particular municipality with seven different heads. All of them have got projects that need to be funded. They go away, they go away for a long time and they come back claiming to have done that which was meant to be done. In the absence of a proper control, in the absence of a person with the requisite financial management skills, 
it is possible that you may not even get the document that substantiate the transactions that were entered into. There's another category of these institutions that we find where even the basic document that you are looking for to substantiate an entry in the books is very difficult to find. You search for it, you search for it until you give up. So we've got that situation when it comes to financial management. And our sense is that this thing can be fixed. It can be fixed. And it is possible that when the leadership of the institutions take the necessary step to bring about consequences when it comes to the management of finances in local government, we may see a different picture. But unfortunately, as we speak, and as we look at these audit outcomes and these audit results, particularly in local government, we always go back and find the same people who created the wrong set of accounts not having moved to some other pursuit that may be well positioned for their own capabilities. And that's what we mean when we say there is no consequence. When somebody takes money in an unauthorized fashion, nothing much happens in certain instances. And that is the kind of issue that we, we, we pick up in local government. In our report today, we did also recognize <coughs> the fact that there is a need for support to local government in particular, support in the form of trained financial skills. And local government does make use of this. How do they make use of it? They employ the services of those people who are trading on their own account, which is what we refer to in our report as consultants, because they do, ma they do the business of preparing books for you and I and charge for it. So the total bill for this year, 2013 to 20, rather 2012 to 2013, in total for this 12-month period we are reporting on, on a consolidated basis across all of the nine provinces of municipalities, is a total amount of about 695 million. That's a total amount that has been spent in respect of securing services from outside, bringing them in into the institution to try and assist with fixing the accounting records and producing accurate accounts. We then say, fine, you've spent this money, let's look at what difference it has made. Very little has happened in terms of changing that picture. So it's good money that has been put to pay for something that has not resulted in any positive value. And we have flagged this not because we hate service providers. We are flagging it because for every amount of money that gets spent, at least somebody needs to secure some value in return. And we are not seeing it. And how are we not seeing it? Because there's the spend over a number of years, but the outcomes in terms of the audits are trickling in slowly in the positive direction, and many of them are stuck where they were at least in the last year. Having said this, <coughs> and having noted the fact that we are sitting with 30 uh, institutions that are classified as clean, there's also a total of about 77 of them that have moved forward in the different categories of audit outcomes, those that are trying but slowly. And the ones that have moved backwards from where they were is only about 25. So those are numbers that one needs to, to, to recognize, to say that much as this picture is looking the way it is, they are those that are making strides. And how are they doing it, the ones that are making the success, at least as we have observed, because many of them have done this over a period of time. Many of them have insisted on getting somebody who has the minimum technical competency to do the job. And the council and the leadership of the administration in the municipality have got an agreement that they don't interfere with each other. They just support each other 
to achieve good administration in the municipality, as well as making sure that they exercise oversight over the activities of the municipality by calling for accounts on a quarterly basis. I mean, it's, it's, it's not funny that some municipalities see, see the set of accounts in its fullest form only the first time when they are presented at the end of the year because many of them are still battling with the system of developing an accountability cycle for financial reporting, even if it means on a quarterly basis. We do not have that in many instances. So the reality and the question is, <clears throat> if, somebody, if something happened in June, how are we going to know when we are sitting in November that this is what the trouble was in this particular account? And those are the type of disciplines that we see as lacking in local government. And we think that there's some role that can be played by, by uh, professionals in the area of accounting. In looking at the provinces, we've got nine provinces, as you all are aware. And when we look at the clean audits that we have now signed off over this period, <coughs> um, they are in double digits, as it were, uh, as in 12 in the Western Cape and 11 in KZN. And there's four other provinces that also have clean audits, which are either two, three, or one. That's what makes up the 30. So there are still three provinces in the country that have not really passed the test in terms of accurate and credible financial reporting. So we can already see that this journey is not going to require those that can do the work in the institution, but it will also require the support of those that thought they are remotely connected with local government. But when we wake up every day and go to sleep and drive around and get our little ones to go and play and do all manner of things that we do every day, we are all operating in the space of local government and we can never ignore it. Thank you very much.